I'm gonna need to get some energy flowing through me. Cause I'm a little uh, a little light, a little drowsy, a little drowsy, a little drowsy in my pants. Well, that's just because of too much cocaine. Mind Gap Podcast. Guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the newest edition of Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug Cochran. And my given name is Justin Strandland. Welcome. Today will be a very thought-provoking episode. Brought to you by Elephant and Castle. British things happen here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) You tried your NPR intro? I don't know. Did it work? (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Guys, welcome back. It's mine. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll, that's all right. I'll be better. Yeah, let's just scream into it. Through the that's, I, I didn't have my I didn't have my my hand on the on the knob. <laughs> didn't have my hand on the button. I gotta I gotta always have my hand on the knob. You do. Yeah, that's how we became friends. That's, it's true. Doug's like, hey, I like, like how you ride that knob. Hey, uh, what you doing over there? Because <laughs> you get your hand on your knob. Because I'm interested. I'm because I want to know more. Because uh, I want to help you work it. <laughs> Teach me. Teach me how to work that knob. You have a degree in this, so I need to know from the I, master. Yeah, no, I got a bachelor's in knob in in handling knobs. <laughs> Dude, you can make a lot of money handling knobs. Yeah, no, look, it, if you get in, it's hard to break into the industry, but once you're in, you're in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many knobs have you handled at one time? Oh Jesus! Um, at one time, probably upwards of ten. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. That's why I turn to you, Master Knob. That, the Knob, knob the Wrangler. Knob, n- <laughs> <laughs> they the, call me the Knob Wrangler. They call you the, the Knobbit? The Knobbit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm known as the Knobbit in, <laughs> in some circles. Hey, I'm trying to find the Knobbit. You guys heard of him? Oh, I hear he's a legend out in there in the circuit, in the Knob circuit. <laughs> Unratched, unmatched, unrivaled. <laughs> unrivaled. Unprecedented. The way that he, the way that he rides knobs, is insane. I think we've milked this this pretty well. Yeah, the milk the knobs. So, so guys, one eighty five <laughs> North Wabash. One eighty five North Wabash. You'll find Elvin and Castle. If you want to come watch us be absolute idiots, <laughs> there's a giant window where you can watch this happen. Absolutely. And guys, just heard Monty Python. Uh, they've been here, and they dig it. Yeah. So. Monty Python endorses it. Yeah, so if they endorse so it, so do we. So come on down, 185 North Wabash, Elephant and Castle. We got some sweet specials. Tell, uh, tell me, paint me a picture. I'm going to paint you a picture. So uh, you got some happy hour going on uh, Monday through Friday. That's from 3 to 6 p.m. And guys, you can have some snack and shares. No. Which are half price. Get out. Get the fuck out Half price snack and share. Walk out the door right now. You also got select routes, you know, or drafts. Either as way, I've learned. Yeah. Uh, you got basically Fuller's, London Pride. That's the, the Pride Pri- of London. That's Pride of London. Bud Light, the Pride of St. Louis. London. Uh, Coors Light, the Pride of London. London is a small uh, co-op in in St. Louis. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, that's the Pride of St. Louis. Coors of Light, Can- Pride of London, Canada, Colorado. Uh, Sam Adams Rotator. 
You know, right. you, you got to take care of that rotator cuff. Absolutely, and that's what. So the the pride of London left. Uh, you know, came over, started Boston, and that's the pride of Boston, which was formerly London. And then Shock Top, which is in Virginia, West Virginia, I suppose. Probably not. Shock the tops. Uh, and then House Wine is also six ounce House Wines, four bucks for Camelot Red and White. So again, that's happy hours Monday through Friday, three to six p.m. Come on in, enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah. And specifically on Mondays, you've got one and done Mondays, which basically a keg, <laughs> a keg taps at 5 p.m. every fucking Monday, and they pour it until it's gone. And it's going to be a mystery one, yeah. April 2nd. It's a mystery! It's a, you got to come in and say, hey, I heard uh, MindGap told me that there's a mystery rotator going on. What's and, this about? And I need to know what this is. What keg are you tapping? Because I want to get in on that. I want to get D-A-T. in on that. And how many, what, what is the cost of a pint? It's only three. Get the fuck out of town! It says it's three right here in the menu. Three dollars, y'all. Uh, you got 10 up Tuesdays on all tins. Don't know what a tin is? Fuck you. It's 25% off. If you have to ask what a tin is, then you can't afford it. Apparently, we're in the depression with tins. Uh, wine down Wednesday. Uh, wine by the glass is $1 off. Wine by the bottle, half off. You've also got Goosed Out Thursdays, Goose Island Draft or Bottle at 25% off. And for Saturdays and Sundays for that fucking brunch crowd, you got mimosas and Bloody Marys at 5 bucks a piece. That's right. You, you can can't beat those deals. Eat your pesto and eggs and have some Bloody Marys and mimosas. Or if you're like Doug, you have yourself a nice cheesy omelet. With three strips of bacon and then half a cup of cottage cheese to keep that keto diet going strong. That's right. And you know what is part of the keto diet? You could totally have a Bloody Mary. Bruh. Probably not, but that doesn't that can't stop you. It's your cheat day. Enjoy it. Why couldn't you have Bloody Mary? Alcohol. Wait, on the keto thing you can't have alcohol? Nope. Oh fuck that. No That's alcohol. stupid. <laughs> Hashtag Elephant Castle on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and Twitter. Yes, and again, 185 North Wabash, Elephant and Castle. Check it out! And big thanks to Elephant and Castle for taking yes. care of us. Uh, but as I look around the remnants of this past St. Patrick's Day bonanza. Oh, baby. I'm they, had a, they had a hell of a crowd. Yeah. They had, I, was, we, I, was, I went up to Milos's bar, and to get there, I walked past here. And line out the door around the corner, waiting all day, waiting to get in. Nice. It was the line here was just as long, if not longer, than the line outside Taco Bell at nine thirty in the morning. I don't understand. I I don't drink, so I don't get any of this. But um, <gasps> I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't drink, so none of this. None of this makes sense to me. <laughs> but the idea of waiting in line <laughs> to have a beer, like waiting around the block, yeah, to have a beer. That's no different than any other day. Right, right. It's like saying, guys... Yeah, but some uh, of them are green. Monday is McDonald's Day. That's not a good one, but I'm going to roll with it. But it's like, McDonald's Day is on Monday. Uh, everyone line up around the block to go and get McDonald's. Nothing different. If they had green buns. It's just they have, Mc, yeah, Mc, the, McDonald's Day. So not that it's nothing different, Doug. It's, a fucking, it's, an, it's the patron it's, saint day. It's the patron saint of getting shit-faced. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how he wants that to be remembered. That is St. Patrick. If you look him up on Wikipedia. I would Wikipedia. love to bring him back. Just bring him, resurrect and be like, dude, <laughs> look at how we celebrate your day. And he'd you, be like, you're, oh. You're welcome. He'd go, oh, no. This is not what I wanted. Perfect Irish He's kind of like, he started Italian, then he went vampire. <laughs> <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's from Venezuela. <laughs> Venice, Venezuela. 
Uh, yeah, I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. That's one of my things I would just love. Just If I had just a pointless superpower, is to bring people back from the dead just for a little bit so they can see what their legacy is. <laughs> like, I would love to bring yeah. Shakespeare back and be like, dude, look at this Avengers Infinity War. Like, look at this movie. You, he, you realize he would hate it. He would be like, what the fuck? I'm like, people don't have to act on stages anymore, brah. We just fix it all in post. He's like, what does that even mean? I'm like, I know, right? I doth not know with what you say. And he's like, can I tell you something? I'm like, what? I stole all my material. I never wrote it. I'm like, I knew it. I'm not real. <laughs> I'm not real. Or bring Achilles back and be like, dude, this part of our body's named after you. Congrats. Because you fucked it up. That's why. Yeah. After well, you got shot there with an arrow. Well done. Well done. Asshole. Achilles. I would just ream him. And no, I would love to see how short they are. Yeah. Because they're really, really tiny. Like yeah. Achilles probably was like a Wolverine-like character, just like complete badass. He's two just, and a half feet tall. He's just... I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's an ankle biter. Like, can you imagine bringing those guys back, too, and they just see all of us and they're like, what happened? Everyone's so big. How do we get bigger? They Why would is destroy it, How does that us. happen? No, they would not they destroy would too. How would they destroy us? They would piss on us, and they would have some sort of bacteria that we're not used to in their urine. Probably. See, probably I win. full of pathogens. Yep. Just horrible, horrible pathogens. Because they just drank water from wherever. Yeah. And then And they survived, which means that they are stronger than we are. Yeah, after shitting their brains out. Just... Look, you got to shit a little bit to be immortal. <laughs> that, uh... There's, think, there's the new quote. You got to shit a little bit to be immortal. <laughs> put that like, on a t-shirt. Put that on a mug. Yep, you got I'm it. Pr- that's a good one right Thank there. You. We got we to gotta remember that. You gotta shit a little to become immortal. You got to shit a little bit to become immortal. I love that. That's got to be in some future episode and on some merch. I love it. <laughs> make that a bumper sticker. Yes. Yes. You guys shit a little to become immortal. I'm Justin Stradley. famous. Mind Get Podcast. Recorded live at Elephant and Castle. <laughs> uh, seriously, how, do we, how is it that we breed ourselves bigger? Like, how does that work? I mean, I would have to... You're a scientist. Tell me. (laughs) You would have to assume... uh, I read a lot of Wikipedia, so I would have to assume that uh, it's something about evolution and uh, the strong survive (laughs) and Eye of the Tiger. And there can be only one. (laughs) Eye of the Tiger and, you know... I am I am immortal. I am... Yeah, no no one can defeat me. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I, I would. I don't know. Is it? it wouldn't it be uh, like natural selection? Just the the biggest, the biggest, the best, the tallest. Like that. Just they they breed more. They're more uh, yeah, sought but, after mates. But I guess I don't know where we're getting these inches after all these years. You know, just little by little. Yeah, but if you even look at the body types from the sixty from the thirties up till now, like body types have changed immensely. Yeah, immensely, and that's in a very short amount of time. Yeah, like when everything is said and done. Yeah, I mean, the environment was different, you know, even back then, too. Like, what people ate and stuff like that, like, it was very, yeah, it was very different. The diet, I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with that, too. Like, the diet, um, the environment. Yeah. Um, well, also, I think just straight up evolution, too, right? Like, it's got to... I mean, I guess. I don't know, because evolution, the point of that is you're adapting to your environment to be most effective. Yeah. Why would being tall... Oh, well, why wouldn't it be? Do you want to walk around looking at everyone else's crotch? Like, you've got to... If everyone else is getting taller, you got to get taller, too. That's <laughs> our, just a... Our evolution state's like being petty now. It's like, I don't want to look at a dick in my face. Right. I don't want a butt in my face. <laughs> it's like, man, I want to reach the Cheerios on the top shelf. Right, exactly. You know? The thing is, you're building skyscrapers. Eventually, you have to be able to touch <laughs> the top floor. So, in another couple thousand years, we're going to be oh, a couple hilarious. hundred feet tall. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know why that works. 
find it interesting. We need to have a scientist on and explain this to us. Yeah, good luck. Unless, mm-hmm. unless you're wrong. <laughs> and what? And maybe they were all 6'3". Oh, no. Like maybe Leif Erikson was like tall. <laughs> nice nice pick of Leif Erikson. I don't know why. I don't why. know why, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see you and I think Leif Erikson. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but I, know, I think, because I think it was... Uh, William Wallace, I think, was like six foot, and he was like considered a giant. Right. And he got picked on all the time because they're like, look at this fucking guy. And that's where he learned to fight and beat some ass. And people are like, all right, don't leave, don't mess with this guy. <laughs> he's they were a, all New Yorkers, too. He, he's, this guy's got a much longer fucking arm span than I do. He's like, yeah, look at this fucking freak over here. Hey, Copernicus, why don't you navigate yourself back to your mom's house? Hey, William Wallace, I'll bite your fucking balls off. What hey, are you doing? I'm get just over here, you big balls. fucking bastard. Why don't you go fuck a sheep? Am I right? Okay. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Work that knob, baby. You're in a rare mood today. I like I this. I am. I feel like I'm firing on some cylinders. <laughs> I don't know. There are cylinders that are firing. And I'm not sure what they are, but they are a unique combination tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. So you were you were about to make a comment on what uh, you saw around the room that was upsetting you. Like, I have to say, I kind of enjoy these uh, Bud Light commercials because there's shamrocks on the wall that say, like, Bud Light and then other ones say Dilly Dilly. Right. And I, I kind of enjoy the commercials. They're, they're entertaining and stuff like that. But the problem is now these things are becoming these annoying ads that, that, that dipshits are going to be using. And they're going to think that they're good punchlines. Yeah, I don't understand what caused Dilly Dilly to be so popular. I think like, po- I, I truly don't know because like I, I, everyone says it now. And it, it was the, the first Dilly Dilly commercial came out. A good amount of time ago, like a, a good while, a couple of years, I thought at least at least a year, but only recently have people like super hardcore adopted it, and there have been more ads about it and this and that. So I'm not sure what happened. Like, why is that popular? I don't. I don't. I truly don't get it. Some demon out there, dilly dilly, was crafting their message, and they were like, you know what people love? Repetition. You know what people love? Quaint phrases. Mm. Like dilly dilly, it sounds very pretentious. And honestly, the ad campaign is pretty enjoyable. At least I like the first one. Where, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, you're a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly, dilly dilly. And then someone's like, you know, they're all bringing Bud Light. And the one guy brings like some weird alcohol. He's like, what is this? This is a really unique cider that I've really been into lately. Okay, uh, you're gonna go with Frank. He's gonna take you to the pit of misery, <laughs> to the pit of misery, dilly dilly. And right now, some Bud Light marketing guy, just dick, just got hard because oh, of yeah. this. Oh yeah, he recounted our ad. He under, he saw it. He, it connects with him. Nope, I don't drink. Retention. Um, but I, I think it was after the Patriots lost the Super Bowl that someone wrote on Facebook. They posted a meme that said. Tom Brady, to the pit of misery, dilly dilly. And I was like, oh, someone out there thinks they're real fucking funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real fucking. And that like just broke my heart where I was like, oh, this is like Bud Wise-er. Which that one I get. Mm -hmm. I at least understand where that came from. Yeah. Dilly dilly is just nonsense. Yeah. There's no point in that. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't fucking mean anything. And walking around St. Patrick's Day. I cannot tell you how many assholes I just heard going, Hey! Dilly dilly! Really? Oh my god, yes! Wow, that makes it even more sad. And I was just like, oh, oh shut the fuck up. Wow. I'm sorry, shut up. That's like, shut up. up! That's like the new was up. Which again, I was okay with that one too. I had a hand to Budweiser, man. They've got some good uh, good ad people. 
You you think there's just a room of guys going, what do you think we can make stick next? Like, how random can we get? What's happening is you've got a great team of marketers. They've all spent a lot of time studying the human conditions. And what they do is they take a child that no one wants mm-hmm. and they sacrifice it to the underworlds. And every they know the price that they have to pay. They sacrifice this child and a demon appears and says, Would you like to know the next campaign that would give your company lots and lots of money? They go, yes. They're like, you know the price. So they sacrifice a child and he's like, okay. Dilly dilly, and they're like, "What does that mean?" And then that's the inspiration, and, and then before you know it, it they yeah. they do it, and they're like, "Whoa!" So whenever they're out of ideas or if something's not working, they're like, "We must consult the demon," and they always go, "You know the price." Oh, we know the price, and we're okay with it. That's uh, that's bleak. Hey man, hey, that's advertising. <laughs> Advertising's <laughs> a doggy. You've seen Mad Men. <laughs> if I, yeah, those guys really nailed it on the head when they had the demon come out, right? You know, the demon Beelzebub (laughs) flames. At the the time, I thought they were off base, but man, was I wrong. I really wish they would have been a little more historically accurate with that part of it. But everything else was okay. Was was bang on, yeah. I was looking for a lot of the bang on. Bang on. uh, You know, (laughs) looking for the basement, you know, covered with blood and pentagrams and things like that. Just never showed up. robes. And I was like, they were this close. Missed opportunity. This close to really nailing that. But yeah, that makes me sad. Whenever <clears throat> I think really what that boils down to is I'm sad about, um, and I'm by no need mean, no means. There it is. Found it. By no means an expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to think of myself as a casual observer and sometimes practitioner of comedy. Um, but when people do bad jokes, like it's 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 gut wrenching. It hurts. It, like it legitimately hurts when someone thinks that they're really being clever too. Oh yeah. Like, hey hey. Boom, and you're like, oh man, this is why we can't have nice things, right? You know, this is why you know we can't have jokes at work. This it's is like, why what, is his, what did I say? His name was Chester, or yeah. uh, is that his name? Sure, or Chet, the yeah. guy at work. I, I can't think remember. You called what, him Naveed. I think that was his name. No, it was definitely a C. No, it was it was Naveed. Nope. So yeah. I'm gonna call him Chester, <laughs> okay? Because I don't know, but it's just, just like a pot. He came by again today and oh, was boy. telling us, "I'm like you're," and he. <laughs> he laughs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and I was like, "Nope, relax. You weren't. Uh, nope, you gotta relax, buddy. Oh Not man. that funny." And today, I didn't even. I I couldn't. I just didn't laugh. I it was like, "I can't do this. I can't fucking pretend." And I wish to God I could remember the pun that he made. And he's just like, "Huh?" And I go, "Yep, that's clever." And I just went right back to work. And he stood there for a solid. 20 seconds. He's like, maybe he doesn't get it. And he just, like, waited. And I was like, oh, my God, you need, you need, you ha- you have to leave. You have got to get the fuck away from my cube. And I have a, I have all these memes on my wall. Mm-hmm. And another point in the day, he came by and stood at my desk right behind me. I'm talking two feet from me and just read them without saying a word to me. Well, Justin, you had it coming. I mean, you just don't put up memes and expect people to not read them. But, t- like, to not even say a... Like, it was creepy where you just sidle up behind someone and stand there two feet from them, breathing, and just just reading someone's wall. It was weird. Welcome to the woman's world, Justin. All right. Now you know what it feels like. 
Because <laughs> you just pull the mic closer. You're like, I don't know what to say. I don't have a word. I don't have anything to say to that. They never do. <laughs> I I regret putting a meme wall up. <laughs> Good, Justin, because it's all your fault. I regret putting a meme yeah. wall up. Yeah, think about that it's, next time you put a meme up. You're like, I should. This this is. It's really on me for wanting to bring any levity to the office whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I should not try to be happy in my Because cubicle. all you're going to do is you're going to bring Chester up to you. That's, <laughs> that's what right. it's going to be. I wish I could remember what name I used for him. <laughs> oh, we'll call it Chester. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, really, at the end of the day, it, it's like, you know, people who've never been to an improv show. This can make me sound pretentious, but whatever. It's, <laughs> it's people who've never been to an improv show, and they're like, can we get a suggestion? Cock! Right. Gildo! Right. It's like, yeah, you're fucking hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Let's talk about those things, you right. idiot. It's a yay, yay, buttholes. Like, yeah. no, don't do not do that. Just like, the, the, the douchey frat guy who has... Not even that. It's just your average, like, dum-dum. Yeah. Who's just like, I'm going to say a dirty word, and it's going to make them laugh. Right. And they're going to have to talk about dildos. It's like, okay, cool. You want to do that? Then here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to flip it so we don't talk about that, and we're going to say, fuck you. Right. Or just be like, no. Is there a, who let, who let, who brought the child into the show? This is 21 or older. Right. Can we get them removed, please? Like just. Little, little do they know, if you, if you go up against a good improv troupe, little do you know that those guys have no idea how bad they're going to lose in that game. It's kind of like a really good comedian. Like oh, when yeah. someone heckles, yeah. like, oh, yeah. cool, we're going to have fun. Yeah. And it sucks because it's like you have to navigate that and and own the room because otherwise people are like, great, this is a show where we, yeah. can, we can participate. It's like, no, no, it's not. Right. <laughs> you fucking cocksuckers, shut up. I'm about to destroy you, so get ready. And it's, fu- it's I saw it happen once at an improv show. It was Improvised Shakespeare. And I, I couldn't hear the ladies talking, but there was a couple people in the front row that were talking. And... Uh, Improvised Shakespeare is magnificent, and Blaine, one of the like showrunners for that, was like playfully was like, "Did you hear that? There's ghosts in the room that are talking." It was like, "Oh, ha ha ha!" And then he was like, <laughs> and then he just like totally flipped the switch, and he's like, <laughs> "What do he say?" And the show's gonna stop unless those ghosts shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he just stared at him. <laughs> He's like, okay, on with the show, and then like kept going. That's like, amazing. He just was like, ah, you hear those guys, and then just flipped it. And I was like, damn, that's amazing. And those were the. That's when people get the. Oh, he was mean to me. He didn't have to do that. It's like, yeah, he did. Yeah, because you're fucking talking while he's performing. Get the fuck out. You were mean to him to yeah. start with. You were mean to everyone else that paid for a ticket to fucking see the show. That happened last night at the concert we went. Did to. it? Yeah. We were at uh, the Riv Theater. Uh, Beth and I went to see Glenn Hansard uh, um, play at the Riv. The race car driver. The race car driver. Um, he, uh, in, an incredible performer. Absolutely, just when you're when you're at one of his shows, you you feel like you're in his living room. Like he just has that ability to. You feel like you're really getting an, like an intimate show from him. And I've never been to the Riv before, but there is uh, the first the the the. First level, I guess, from the stage back is all standing room. Uh, then there's got a balcony that's got all seats. So in the standing room portion, in the very back of the the house, it's got a bar in the concert venue, mm-hmm. right? And then <clears throat> the bar is uh, in the round, and uh, so you can go on the stage side or the far, far back. Um, so you've got the bar in between you and the rest of the room up until the stage. So for some reason, 
a whole bunch of dumb dicks were standing back at the other side of the bar and they were just chatting like it was a regular night out at a bar bar. And it got to the point where at one at one point, it was, I think it was the second or third song, he stopped midway through and he goes, is there a door back there? And I'm not going to do the accent, but he's, yeah. he's Irish. But he's like, is there a door to another room back there? Can we can we close the doors? Like, because this is like, it's a little loud. Can we close just close the doors? All right, here we go. And he started back up. Yeah. And then about two two more songs and he goes, seriously, what's going on back there? And someone's like, there's a bar back there. He's like, wait, the, the bar's inside the the house? I'm like, yeah. He goes, can the people on the other side of the bar see the stage? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. He goes, oh, so they just don't fucking care. <laughs> He's like, great. Okay. He goes, well, and he started saying something else and you could just tell he was annoyed. And at one point, this is this is the mark of a true, someone who owns the stage and you don't fuck with them. At one point, and kind of called the band to like put their instruments down. He walked around to the front of the stage, in front of the mic. And I've seen him do this before, but it was more for artistic, uh, <laughs> like he, because he's known for just an insanely. He used to busk when he was mm-hmm. uh, a, a child, so he been used to playing on the street, right? Mm-hmm. So he can project really loud. So this time it wasn't to for artistic for the show. He was basically saying, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do." Walked around to the front of the stage, in front of the microphone, and started singing. Oh wow acapella just started singing and everyone had to he would he would not get like louder he was at his level and everyone the room started to slowly quiet down he went and grabbed his guitar he unplugged it put it on started playing and singing and then he told like he had the band come back in and they they got it so they all unplugged and it was an acoustic set holy shit and he did that for like a song and a half and and every the whole fucking place just Wow. Silent. That's some sweet psychology right there. And I was like, dude, you fucking just, you basically were like, look, I'm setting the tone here. You're all going to have to struggle to hear me. So everyone shut the fuck up. And without yelling at people or calling names or anything, took the room back. Yeah. It was brilliant. That's really, really impressive. It was masterful, man. It was, and, and probably two of the most beautiful songs he did all night because it like, you want to talk about intimate. Like, yeah, he's right there. Yeah. It was awesome. That's really, really cool. And fuck those guys at the bar. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're... That was the thing that Beth and I were talking about afterwards, too, is you buy tickets to go to this show... To drink beer? To drink super overpriced beer. Yeah. I'm talking, like, a 12-ounce can was eight bucks. Yeah. What the fuck? And there was one can... Yeah, they were selling... Like, the the craft beer was 11 bucks. Uh, the regular beer was like uh, eight bucks, and then a sixteen-ounce can of really shitty beer was eight bucks. Jesus Christ! I'm like, that's absurd prices. You're going to a concert, you expect that, but are you just going there just to get hammered? Go to hammered? a fucking bar. What is the pro- like? I don't. I don't get that. Oh my god, that's so annoying. It was. It was great because the rest of the time, if anyone started talking, a that's awesome came across like a wave through the crowd like everyone was just like we're on his side assholes yeah Yeah. well that's what i love too is when the crowd gets on the side of the performer too where they're like whoa like everyone in the room they're like everyone's like shut the fuck up get out of here we all paid to hear him not you assholes and what is it about that where people are like i'm here to perform too it's like dude then go do that right leave like go listen go go to a bar go to your house have all these other people over Put a record of Glenn Hansard on. Yeah. And have him in the background. If there you, you want background noise, then do it at fucking home. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, I went to kind of an awkward show. I went to go see uh, Goldfinger and Mest. And uh, Goldfinger was like one of my, like, at the time I was just 
so into them. Yeah. And they were playing in Rolla, Missouri. So, like... Rolla? Rolla. Rolla, spelled R-O-L-L-A, Rolla. Um, it's like they were... Starting like, to spell something else and just got tired halfway through. They're like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a creature around here that keeps making a noise. Rala, Rala. Is that a, is that a frog? I don't know. It's a frog. Kind of sounds like a jaguar. It's like a it's like a frogwar. Rala or Rala, Rala. Could be a sick dog. I don't know. I don't know, man. But we're they're like, gonna, we're gonna call this town Rala. Yeah, this area known as Rala because <laughs> you just hear the noise in the night. Rala. Right. Um, but they it's were. A, that's a chupacabra. <laughs> that's a, that's a chupacabra. <laughs> that the legendary chupacabra. <laughs> What's making that sound? Ah, oh, it's a chupacabra. No more about it. All right, cool. No big deal. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was it was Goldfinger and Mast, and they were playing at this. Uh, I can't remember the name of the school that's down there. Uh, it might just be called Rolla. Is I don't it know. Rolla you. Rolla you. Rolla you. Rolla me. Um, and it was just in this gymnasium. It was just like. Looking back, it was kind of a shitty venue for these guys to be playing at. Because sure. at the time, I mean, Goldfinger was like a legendary punk band okay. from the West Coast. Okay. Mest was an up-and-coming band from Chicago. And then there was the poor opening act. These poor <laughs> bastards. Uh, it may have actually been around St. Patrick's Day, because I think I remember them wearing like green, shitty plastic hats. And these guys were not playing punk music. Yeah, they were playing alternative rock, and uh, the crowd started throwing pennies. At Ooh, them. that's not good. <laughs> and I felt so bad for them because they were just playing their songs, and the crowd wanted nothing to do with oh, it. Oh, that sucks. Start chucking change at them. I was like, dude, this is so mean. I think they may have even cut their set short. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't Mask blame comes them. out, starts playing, and then they were kind of like making light of it. They're like, I heard you guys were throwing change at the opening band. And then during the next song, people started throwing change at them. They're like, no, no, I was kidding. Don't throw. And then uh, Goldfinger started playing. And halfway through their set, people would get up on stage, you know, to stage dive. But then people would get up on stage and then not leave. They would just stay on the stage. What? And I was like, this is kind of weird. And so finally, like, the, the lead singer <laughs> after the song goes, if you're going to stage dive, you come up on stage and you get the fuck off the stage! Because <laughs> he got mad at one point because someone was dancing around up there and the microphone got kicked back and then hit him in the face. Oh, hit him in the yeah. mouth. And nope. he, I could just see him. He was like livid. About ready to lose his shit, yeah. I just felt bad. I was like, this has got to be the worst for these guys who are <laughs> right, like, yeah. I'm playing in front of a bunch of fucking morons. <laughs> you know, and every type of genre is different as far as like what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you know, yeah, a yeah. lot of hip hops like they pause and you you know you, you you rap back and do stuff like that. There's other ones where it's like you you remain silent and enjoy all of it. You yeah. don't say anything. Yeah, probably kind of like the uh, Tom Petty, whoever you were singing last night, <laughs> Richard Petty. I don't know. Glenn Hansard. Yeah, I was close. Yeah, and, you know that was probably a be quiet and listen sort of thing. Most of it, yeah. Yeah. He definitely encouraged some some sing-alongs in this and sure. that. You know, that being Irish, like there's a lot of that in his music, but yeah. But until but most until cued, you're supposed to shut the fuck up and listen. listen. To him, yeah. Yeah, so for punk rock, there's a lot of movement. Sure. There's a lot of get on stage, jump off stage, dive, like whatever. It's yeah. noisy, it's fun and everything like that. But to have a bunch of fucking, you know, Rollins just you know, hanging out up hanging there out on it, stage. Yeah. And he's like, get the fuck off the stage. Like, it was really, I felt so bad. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And <laughs> oh, no. The first real concert I went to was, uh, um, it was Blink-182, uh -huh. Bad Religion, and Phoenix TX. And I'd never been. The, 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 the concert I'd been to before that was uh, 
New Kids on the Block when I was like in first grade. So, oh, so a, a, a slight separation. Yeah, and yeah. it was like you know when I was in what fifth, sixth grade, or five, six years old. Then yeah. I was like eighteen. <laughs> so big, big gap in right. between there. Big gap. Uh, so uh, we got it was at an arena, I think in Kansas City or some shit, and um, we uh, we were in the the general mission area, and we got in and like. We just saw everyone was sitting down, so we just sat down on the floor, and we were kind of waiting for the show to start. And then, the, like, the lights dim, and the things start playing, and Phoenix TX comes out, and they go, what the fuck are you guys doing sitting down? You don't sit down at a punk rock show? And everyone was like, oh. And we all got up. I was like, I was sitting down because I didn't know what to do. Like, I felt so dumb. <laughs> they shamed you. He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing sitting down? Get the fuck up. He's like, get the fuck up. And, like, everyone just, like, went nuts. I was like, oh, shit. I'm sure that was the weirdest thing for them to walk out and like, see what? a crowd of people fucking sitting yeah, on there, the floor. There weren't seats. Yeah. You know, this was general mission. And I was just like, oh. And it was so crazy because I'd never been also in like a mosh pit or anything like yeah. that. So everyone went fucking bonkers. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like what is happening? Like I remember my girlfriend at the time, too, was just like, I want to be at the front. And she was getting the shit kicked out of her. I just remember, like, halfway through the show, she looked at me just exhausted, like, what have we done? I'm like, you wanted to do this. That's on you, baby. Here we go. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Oh, just my God. Unfortunate. Just how, ugh. It's, ugh. <laughs> I've never attended, I've never attended uh, a show in which uh, one has been expected to partake in a mosh pit. Oh, you have not? Or, or anything like that. I Well, let me say this. I've never been in a position at one of those shows mm. to where I was forced into that. Like, <clears throat> I think I uh, I worked, um, I was volunteering for something at uh, Riot Fest one year. Yeah. And oh, you told me about that. There yeah. were definitely some bands where that was happening much further up towards the stage, but where I had positioned myself not. But I've never been in the midst of that ins- of the insanity that is just that. Well, it's, I never really went into a mosh pit. I don't think so. I may have wandered in once, just to be curious. Yeah. But... In general, I'm like, no. The thing that I always ran into is, A, I'm tall. Yeah. Uh, so I can see really well. But also, as people are crowd surfing, I'm one of the first things that they hit. It's just like they <laughs> land on my head, land on my head. <laughs> and, I just, and I would just get so mad through the night where they would land on me. And I'd almost, I'd have them on my shoulders, almost like a barbell. And I'd yeah. just go, yeah! <laughs> and just, just push them. Chuck them <laughs> into the air. And they'd land on other people. And they'd be like, yeah! I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I hurt my neck. But then also because I'm a big guy, people would tap me and they'd be like, they'd do the thumbs up thing, meaning that they wanted me to launch them. Because so I spent, they saw you do that for, for one Just dude. in general, they're like, hey, there's a big guy. He's yeah. tall. He can get yeah. me on top of the crowd. So I spend most of my night fucking you're, you're working the, out. So you're the launch pad that starts the crowd surfing. I'm the basically. launch pad and I'm the goddamn speed bump as well. And it fucking sucks. <laughs> and I never got to partake in that because I'm too fucking big. Right. So, so I'm like, I never even got to enjoy crowd surfing. It's just a, I don't, I don't know if I could crowd surf. I don't know if I trust people enough. Well, that's the thing, dude. You're gonna get your balls grabbed, and you're gonna be get your butthole poked. Like it's gonna happen. Like sweet, sign me up. Know. I remember just leaving those con- like concerts just fucking drenched in sweat and exhausted because yeah. I basically worked out the whole night while listening to music. I right. essentially was in the gym right. for two and a half hours, three hours. I went to a lot of concerts, and I was not gonna lie, I was shredded. Oh my god, I was shredded. I remember, especially in college, I went to go see Newfound Glory and uh, in Chicago, and a bunch of my friends I was staying with stayed up in the bleachers. Yeah, up, not in the bleachers, but in the, in the balcony. And I went down, and I came out, and I was just soaked 
from head to toe. Just not a dry hair on my head when I yeah. actually had hair. And just like, I remember just walking out and everyone's like, stay away from me. <laughs> like, you're disgusting. I'm That's like, gross. I'm like, I get to sit in someone's car. <laughs> I can't wait. Fuck you. I was just like, this is awful. Yeah. Oh, you've been that sweaty. We just soaked through everything. Oh, absolutely. And you're like, yeah. I, I don't know what I, I want a, right now. I ran now. a marathon. So you don't know? No, I don't know. Gotcha. Was, I'm not talking about getting bloody nipples. I'm I was about too dehydrated. Sick. I actually stopped sweating at one point. <laughs> I was that was a little nervous. Yeah, no, I've I've definitely been that where you're just you you sit there and think I don't think I lit- I could not be wetter than I currently am. And it's not necessarily doing like working out. It's like you're just active. To yeah. the point where yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember a lot yeah. in the, as being a kid and stuff, like running around and playing and stuff, yeah. and just like, but in that moment, like coming out at night and just being so sweaty that you start getting cold because yeah. your stuff's sticking to oh, you, yeah. and you're like, I yeah. feel disgusting. Yeah, there was there was a few nights where I worked, um, I worked uh, um, what, what we called truck at um, uh, container, container store. store. Yeah, we did it, and yay. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> That's my story. Yeah. Uh, there was a few nights where I worked truck, uh, and we would unload the truck and run the boxes to the aisles, and we were you know loading up the carts and running those. And it is a it is an insane three four hours where you're just nonstop. And there were nights where I would definitely I would walk out, and you were hot, but then you walked out into the cold in the fall or the winter air, and immediately like things like your clothes started sticking to you, and you're like, oh god! All of a sudden, I'm very cold <laughs> because I don't like this. you're just you're drenched. Yeah. Do you, did you enjoy doing that manual labor stuff? You know, I did. I did to a point. It got it got old. But when I when I first started there, I was there for four and a half years. And when I first started there, I definitely enjoyed it because it was it was something different. I yeah. had, I had been you know previous jobs. I would sit. I would do whatever. Um, I I enjoyed the camaraderie that came with it because it sucked, but you were all in it together, and it really was. That was one of the few jobs I've had where I felt. Like I was truly part of a team that was that was in it together. Yeah, and uh, the harder you worked, the harder the next guy worked, and the harder the next girl worked, and everyone just got it done. And then you went out and you got fucked up that night. With <laughs> like it was that that was a fun point. So I I did enjoy that, partially because of the physicality, but partially because uh, just the camaraderie that I had with it. I've come to the conclusion that I really don't like manual labor. No, I really don't. Like when it comes to. Like you would open up a closet and it would just be full of boxes, heavy boxes, and like, all right, we gotta clean this out by the end of the day. I'd yeah. be like, mm, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't want to. Do I get, this. I get really lazy in that sort of regard. Yeah. Like I really like. I think part of it was because, because I'm such, I'm a big person. Everyone just assumes that I'm going to be doing it, right? And I don't enjoy it. It's not rewarding to me. Yeah. Um, like I remember when we were cleaning out assignment desk. You know, just getting that stuff out of there. I did not help as much as I probably could have. <laughs> I was like, well, the mm-hmm. thing that I didn't, the thing I don't like is the uh, packing, unpack the small stuff. Yeah. That kind of manual labor drives me nuts. So, like, slashing the boxes and stocking the shelves after after truck, I did not did not enjoy that in the mm-hmm. slightest. I would have slung boxes and run carts all night long. I did. I hated stocking the shelves. Yeah. Um, similar to when we were cleaning out an assignment desk. I didn't like the cleaning out, but disassembling the shelves and mm-hmm. things like that, like bigger movements, that I'm fine with. Yeah, you know, like landscaping. If I'm, you know, mowing the lawn or if I'm, you know, putting mulch down or something, carrying bags of mulch to and from, wheelbarrows full stuff, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I, th- I think when it comes to lawn work, I'm looking forward to that. But it, it just 
if it's small shit, I'm not into uh, it. I don't know what it is, but I, I just I thought of that recently. Like we were doing some stuff uh, at work, and there's just all these things, and I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like I just I immediately I'm like, mm, how can I not do this? Because <laughs> I'm not interested. Also, if I'm part of a team, I'm better. I like I like the I like the fact that you're in it together yeah. and like you're trying to get through it together. So yeah. like that was one of the elements. About that, that I same as when I worked at UPS, mm-hmm. like it was the same kind of you had that team mentality. I, realize, I remember you worked at U, you worked at UPS when I was in the Quad Cities. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, the the um, satellite uh, out in Milan, they mm-hmm. had a, a, a hub out there, and I worked at that one. Um, but that literally, we were it was the Teamsters, and so it, mm-hmm. like it was very like tight knit yeah. uh, group of guys. And one of the nights, I had. Uh, I, I kind of bounced around, did a few jobs there, but one of the nights I was I actually had to unload one of the trailers, mm-hmm. and it was a. <laughs> This would have been your night, a waking nightmare. Yeah. We went, it was a tall fucking trailer, right? So you open this thing up and you're slinging boxes out and they're trying to, they're falling down and you're trying not to get hit. And you make your way all the way back, a giant, you know, picture a tractor trailer, a giant semi truck trailer. And you make your way all the way back. And I was like, all right. And the guy goes, cool. You ready for the second half? I go, what? And he reached down and the floor picked oh up. God. The belly of the whole thing oh. was boxes. And I went, are you kidding me? And he's like, yep, here we go. And so like you would, you would pick up two of the floor panels, pin them to the side and you would start picking boxes up and make your way down into the belly. And then you were not just pulling them down, putting them on a roller. You were lifting them up over your head, putting them on a roller and sending them down. That's part of the thing too. The entire length you were pulling the, as soon as you would clear that space out, you would pin up the next Mm -hmm. floorboards and you just move your way forward in the truck. It was, (laughs) that one sucked. Well, I think part of that, too, is expectations were off. Your expectations were, once I get to the back of this trailer, we're done. We're done. And then Let's someone hit the goes, next trailer or whatever. And then someone's like, oh, you ready for the second half? That's where I feel like, to me, it's a mental game. <laughs> yeah. like, if you knew, look, we got to go all the way to the back, and then we've got the we got to get underneath here, too. Yeah, and you go probably back to the front. would have yeah. been okay, because I know exactly that feeling, that feeling of frustration of, like, fuck you. <laughs> That is because I wasn't mad at the the guy that was my teammate that was in there, but I was like, I was like, oh, fuck off. Because it was the sort of like, yep, okay, now here we go. It's like, wait, 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 let's talk about this (laughs) and how I'm supposed to be done right now. And now you're telling me that I'm not. Can we just not for a second? Let's hash this out. Yeah, I've realized actually now that I think about it, I've always struggled with manual labor. Like even (laughs) when it came to mowing the lawn when I was a kid, like I'm like, oh, it rained. I can't do it. And my dad would be like, you realize that this is just going to make it harder for you. I'm like, don't have to do it today. And <laughs> Today, Doug's fine with it. He's like, okay, but you can't mow it tomorrow, which means it's going to grow. because and it's still going to be wet, and it's going to be worse for you. I'm like, that's future Doug's problem. <laughs> it ain't my problem, Pops. Yeah, I remember one time it was so hot outside Daddy-o. that I just came inside, and like I'd only done half of the lawn. And my mom was worried about me, and then, of course, I milked it, and I started playing games, and then... My mom's like, you should probably put the mower away because she's like, it might explode because it's that hot. And I'm like, that's not possible. But (laughs) at the time, I'm like, whatever. And I appreciate my mom on this because she was like, she wasn't going to nag me on it. I was waiting for her to be like, hey, you should go out there and finish. She's like, no, we'll see what dad says. In Uh her mind, she's like, we'll see what dad says when he comes home. Yeah. So my dad comes home and he's like, what the hell's going on? You only mowed half the lawn? I was like. Yeah, it was really hot, and Mom said I should come in. He goes, well, I see you didn't have any thoughts about going back out there. You put the mower away. <laughs> I was like, Mom said she was afraid it was going to explode, so I put it away. He goes, yeah, right. <laughs> he didn't believe me. I and love I was like, it. oh, my God. And he just, like, laid into me. Like, what the hell? 
And I feel I, like that was his Bill Burr moment. Yeah. Where he's just like, oh, bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. I, I appreciate because if there's one thing my dad did give me a lot of, it was make sure you're doing a good job. Right, yeah. It still didn't sink in for many years. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I just I actually just had this thought the other day when I was thinking about the lawn. And I remember one time they wanted me to mow the lawn, and it was it was it it didn't need to be mowed. It was super short. Yeah. And I tried telling them, like, guys, it's pretty short. And they're like, nope, go do it. I remember I did it, and it was so short, I had a hard time seeing my lines. Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. At one point, I missed kind of a section of the lawn, and I went kept going, and my mom started, like, getting on my balls about doing a bad job and this and that. And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, get out here. And she went up to the lawn. She points, and she goes, this is what I'm talking about. And there's, like, this whole section. I go, do you know why that's there? She goes, why? I go, because I couldn't see where I was mowing because it was so short. And we kind of just had this, like, mutual, like, Okay, fine. And yeah. like we moved on. I was, I was like, I told you it was too short. I can't right. see where I'm mowing. It's just a weird thing that popped in my head. They today. were trying to teach you. It was a memory game, Doug. Yeah. They were trying to make you like, look, this is going to strengthen not only his body and not only his resolve, but his mind as well. Yeah. And he's going to retell the story later on on a podcast. This will be good fodder for a podcast he will have down yeah. the road. And I, then your dad goes, the fuck's a podcast? He's like, who's talking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing it again. Chris, I'm hearing it again. Did you sacrifice a child? Because I think the demon's here. Dilly dilly. <laughs> no. <laughs> what does that mean? Soon you will understand, mortal. Soon. <laughs> Give it 15 years. <laughs> but I, I do appreciate they they gave me a lot of work ethic. Yeah. because and, and I respect my mom for this, too. At one point in time, uh, I went to Fuck a carnival. 20 years. Sorry, yeah. I was just doing mental math. Yeah, and I'm like, God, we're... A while ago. Anyway. <laughs> um... I went to a, a carnival and I uh, did one of those impossible games. You had to throw like a ping pong ball onto a floating, like I don't even know what you call it, a little cup. It was not very deep. Yeah, like, yeah The yeah. odds of you doing it were yeah. very, very slim. So like all these like almost like lily, like floating lily pads yeah. that had little Dixie cups on them. And yeah. You had to throw a ball. Yeah. Fuck that. And I did it on my first try. Did you? Nailed it. Nice. And you could get a nice big stuffed uh, animal. Yeah. Or a rabbit. And I go, I want a rabbit. Is that the one that bit you? Oh, yeah. Yes. And I was like, my mom was like, uh, what? <laughs> and she just kind of went with it. And she's like, okay, I guess we'll have to go buy the cage. Oh, and shit. Uh, like, we got a rabbit. What yeah. did it come in? I don't. I'm like, just trying to think of that. I was like, did they just hit you? A I think rabbit? they gave us a box. <laughs> because that's a good question. And I that's essentially. That's such a random fucking thing to give away. Right? Like and goldfish. There, and there were a sure. bunch of them, there were a bunch of rabbits. So that's really random, dude. Yeah, I know. It wasn't a goldfish; it was a fucking rabbit. So I grabbed it, and that must have been a hard ass game. They're giving rabbits away, right? I was like, "Bam, nailed it, rabbit!" And my mom was like, "Oh no, I should have set ground rules." Um, <laughs> but you know, that rabbit lived for like fucking eleven or twelve years. I mean, it the reason a it bit time. you it was it was a carny rabbit. <laughs> rabbit. It bit me because it needed to taste blood so it could f- fuel its essence. And, Absolutely, yeah. You know, live increase its its longevity. Carny rabbit. Carny rabbit. Uh, but I remember uh, my parents were essentially like, all right, you got to take care of this thing. Right. So You got to take it for walks. <laughs> you got to make an exercise. You got to make an exercise. You got to get a job and pay for its food. It just has um, a, a harness on it. It's <laughs> just go. Uh, but I remember like we would let it out in our porch area. Our porch was kind of shitty, and it got shittier <laughs> as the rabbit just like pooped everywhere. Yeah, um, they would some Rabbits can learn to like poop and pee and... Uh, uh, litter boxes, but this rabbit kind of did, kind of didn't. Right. Well, carny rabbit, you know. Yeah, carny, excuse me, carny rabbit. So um, I remember just like I was in charge of always going out there, cleaning up the poop all the time, cleaning up the pee all the time, uh, cleaning out its cage all the time. 
uh, feeding it and everything like that. And yeah. it's, it's it was it was a lot. It took a lot of effort. And that that rabbit was fucking mean, man. That rabbit, the dogs were scared of that. You put three dogs in the porch with it, they were terrified. And these all, were medium-sized dogs. Like all in the corners. The rabbit would fucking chase them around, and they'd be like, Jesus Christ, get this thing off of me. And they were just, she would attack the shit out of them, but she loved cats. Carney rabbit. Absolutely loved cats. So much so that one time there was a cat I had that uh, he loved to lay on his belly, but he would kick his feet straight back. Okay. Very the unusual. cat or the rabbit? The cat. Okay. Very unusual. Yeah. And over time, the rabbit started doing that, too. You're shitting me. So she saw him do that, so she would lay with her legs full back and Interesting. everything like that. She that's loved, funny. loved cats. That is that is one thing, uh, that a little-known fact about carny rabbits is that they definitely are, uh, they're more in line with the uh, feline persuasion. And they're also known to be excellent mimics. Yeah. You know, they mimic uh, behavior. You, I mean, th- to the point where you might not realize that there's a carny rabbit in your room. She also used to hump a basketball. Really? That. Yeah. She would ki- she would m- push it around, and then she'd get up on it and just go... She? Yeah. She would dominate a basketball. Yep. Intriguing. Yep. These are these are facts. Interesting. I must remember going, oh, she's playing. And my mom's like, yeah, that's what she's doing. Yeah. She's establishing dominance over this basketball. Yeah. I didn't think female, like, the female species, like, did did that, the humping for dominance. Dogs do. I did not realize this, actually. Dogs definitely do. I had a... A, huh. a female dog that would <laughs> having all these memories flooding back. I remember we would come home and we just had the side. We had a fully fenced-in backyard and went for quite a ways, but we almost had like this small section that was just kind of like on one side. And so it was always funny because the dogs would come tearing ass around and they'd be like full stop and yeah. they came around. And they'd see us and uh, I had these were three medium-sized dogs, so they were pretty big. And one of them was named Biscuit. He was adorable but dumb. And then there was uh, Lucky, who throwback to uh, many one of our first episodes with uh, you know horrors to find a dick on a dog. Yep, uh, that dog was originally a girl named Lucy, but once we figured out it had a dick and balls, we named him Lucky. Uh, and he had a permanently fucked up leg, mm-hmm. like someone had tried to do surgery on him. Oh no! And he had, we found he had wires sticking out of it, so his leg was permanently straight Aww. at all times. So he could not bend it or anything. It was really fucked up. I don't poor, know what happened to it. Poor Lucky. Um, and then there was Dolly. Okay. My mom named all these animals. Um, she just names them weird things. Like there's two new cats named Snickers, which I love, and Smudge because he's got a little black thing on his nose. His name's Smudge. Uh, anyway, so Dolly was a – there was some German Shepherd in her. Okay. And she was kind of like very – she guarded her food a lot and things like that. It was kind of a dick to a lot of the other dogs. But one of the things that she would do is when, when all the dogs would come tearing ass around the side, Biscuit would sit there just, <laughs> they're home. And Dolly would jump up back on and put her paws on his back. And then occasionally she would just, you know, yeah, yeah. do this. Like to, She was definitely the dominant of the three dogs. Yeah, yeah. She, she – it was her house. But that was the thing. She would always be like, ah – Ah, yeah, because ah, Biscuit was bigger than her, and Lucky wasn't. So like she didn't, she just established it other ways. But I just remember her just always being like, ah, ah, when we get home, like I'm here. I can't get to the fence because he beat me, but I'm in charge. But however, mm-hmm. the rabbit was the true dominant one, right? Yeah, <laughs> Dolly was like, I'll fucking make. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh my god, yeah. oh my god, oh my god, oh my, oh my god. god, the fuck is that thing? Yeah, and, and I remember Dolly used to just guard her food. Like yeah. she would. She would like sit there and she'd just lay by the food. And if dogs got close, she'd just be like, like show her teeth. Shit. Like, hey, what are you doing? She's just being a dick. <laughs> She's just being a dick. And it was, it's so funny because like she would, 
get a whole bunch of dog pellets, just as much as she could, and we'd yell at her, and then she'd go away, and then she'd go, Bleh, and this like smorgasbord of dog food would come out, and then she would slowly eat. Like, oh, like, like I'll go, but I'm going to get a lot of food first right. before I go. I'm taking this with me. It's like being at an all-you-can-eat buffet. It's like, hey, you got to get out of here, and you're just like scooping as right. much as you can onto a plate. Fuck you. <laughs> like, fine, I'll go eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take yeah. my business elsewhere. Yeah, so weird. So yeah, it's, it is. It is kind of weird that yeah, the female. Now that I think about that, the females like do I, still. I didn't. Humping. I did not realize that was a. Uh, I, I just didn't realize that was a behavior that, like, I didn't. I just assumed that the like the like, establishing dominance. Yeah. Also, because I mean, just quite simply, in when you, you know, just in procreation, or in in you know breeding, it's it, it's not a move that you necessarily. Yeah. They don't have to hump, right? I mean. Usually they are the humped. I just yeah, I just, it's I I guess I never I've never seen that happen. I did not realize it was the thing. That's interesting. Yeah, it's funny now that I think about it. Like it must have been a horrible life for that for that rabbit, especially when the dogs came into her porch because she probably felt like she was going to die. That's every a time true. That I happened. mean, if you really take like logic out of it, where like you know you were a rabbit and you're a dog and you're coexisting in this habitat together, where it's just there are three things that are larger than me. They all have fangs. And I need to survive. Like that is terrifying when you really break it down from a primal level. Yeah, she. They've, they've put me in. They put me in the the war room again. Basically, in the Colosseum. Yeah, I'm closed off, and I need to defend myself. Yeah, and, and one time I think she got in the backyard, and my mom was scared because she's like, I think the dogs realized that that was her territory, but out in the backyard. Oh, interesting. anybody's territory. And she was afraid that the dogs were going to chase it and just destroy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, they never did. Uh, but I also remember something about her, too. Like, she... <laughs> whenever she was hungry and she was in her cage, she'd grab the cage with her teeth and just shake the ever-loving shit out of that cage. It'd be like... I'm like, Jesus Christ. She'd be in the cage or out of the cage? In the cage. And she would shake it with her teeth. grab it with her teeth and just grab an area and just go... She's like, fucking feed me. You know what? Actually, you know what? her bitch. You know what? We had a wolf. I'm sorry. It wasn't a rabbit. It was a wolf. That's what we had. I confuse them all the time. You... You dumbass. Yeah. Oh. That was definitely a wolf. It was totally a wolf. <laughs> Man, irresponsible great, carnival for giving away wolves. Great carnival. You know, <laughs> just baby wolves. Here you go. You won. Congratulations. It's a rabbit. It's a rabbit. Okay. Mom, I got a rabbit. <laughs> What's the name of the, the, the town with the concert again? Oh, Rolla? Yeah. That was a that was someone from Rolla. It must be a rabbit. They're like, we got to get these wolves out of here. Let's take them up and say they're rabbits. They're rabbits. It's a foolproof plan. It's a foolproof. We'll get rid of all the wolves. We'll get rid of all the rabbits. <laughs> Carl, they're wolves. I know, but I'm... I'm playing the part. I'm playing the part. Stan, you got to play along. These are rabbits. These are rabbits. <laughs> oh, my God. Do yeah. you realize... You realize they're wolves, but I'm just saying, but there could be rabbits. But I'm saying... I'm worried you're not playing a part anymore. I'm saying in their past life, they may have been a rabbit. Yeah, but they're they're wolves currently, not a rabbit. Tomato, tomato. That's absolutely not the thing you should say to that. I, I think it's true. You know, I pursue... You know, you know what, Stan? You haven't been reading those books I've been sending you, have you? About looking at life from a different angle. The pop up books? Yeah. No, I have not. Look, I'm just I'm telling too you. Busy. I, you're too busy for a pop up book to talk to you about how to look at life from a different angle? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Stan, you are missing out on the finer things in life. 
Look, I heard everything I need to know about looking at life from different angles from Gary Busey. He said there's 360 You're going to trust a man who threatens to rip out your endocrine system? Jesus Christ, Stan. That man has head trauma like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, but he knows he knows about anatomy, obviously. Oh, my God. Stan, you, I'm telling you, you just cannot rely on one source. I'm not sure which who which one we're playing. Both, both of them just ended up being complete idiots. <laughs> well, that's what's great is because they're both idiots for the different reason. I'm sending you pop-up books about how to look at life from a different perspective that I think I'm trying to play wolves off as rabbits, and you're like, dude, I get all my anatomy advice from Gary Busey. Who are these characters? <laughs> oh, they're my two new favorite people is who, I love is it. who they are. You know what? You know who these characters are? Who are they? They're the center of our throwdown. Goddamn right. Okay, rabbit versus wolf. Go. Go. <laughs> Look, if it's your rabbit, I'm giving it to the fucking rabbit. Right. What now was does, his name? Uh, her name? Her name Sorry. was uh, Snowy. Snowy? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, it was Snowy. Yeah, it's the fucking Snowy. Now, the question is, this. does this wolf have wings? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, also... It doesn't matter. Rabbit wins. <laughs> Snowy's taking that fucker down. Yeah. Snowy took a chunk out of my hand. <laughs> Snowy took you down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you can take down a wolf with wings. So the transitive property says Snowy wins. What'd you just say about the transit property? Transitive. You, sir, are a mole from the CTA. I knew it. I knew it. Pitchforks. <laughs> the, the, the Chicago Transit Torches and Pitchforks. CTA mole in this podcast. At long last, your whole agenda's been revealed. I've been found out. You are a dead man. (laughs) Is your name even Justin? Yes. (laughs) All right, then. That solves that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You check out. Um... So what did we say their names were? Was it Carl? <laughs> what, what was? I think you were Stan. I was Stan. Yeah. And who are you? We'll call him Carl. <laughs> okay, Carl. I, I, Carl is just a fun name to say. Yeah. So Stan and Carl <laughs> are in a one. One gets all of his informa- all of his anatomy information from Gary Busey, <laughs> and one believes that wolves and rabbits are interchangeable. <laughs> I don't know if he necessarily believes that. It's just you know he's convinced himself. He's convinced himself for the sake of a role. He's method acting. He's. I don't think that he that Carl fully grasps the concept of method acting. I don't know if he's I, that might be giving Carl a little too much. He's incentivized. Look, there's a real environmental issue with all these wolves being in Rolla, and he's got to get rid of them. And he believes that he can go up to Kirksville of all places and pass them off as rabbits. I'll tell you what. Let's do Rolla. Oh, Rolla High School versus Kirksville High School. Well, I'll say this much. Because those are actual. It's it's hard to it's it's hard to do the Stan versus Carl because they're not real. We know nothing about them. Yes. Yeah. But I would say, what about what 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 would you say? I would I would up it once. Right. To go, there's a college in Rolla and there's a college in Kirksville. Oh, let's make the college athletes go. And the reason that. why I do this, and not necessarily the athletes, just the students, the <laughs> university or college in Rolla is known for engineering. Oh, all right. And the college in Truman is really known for its pre-med program. So you've got med students versus engineers. Engineers all day. I would kind of agree with that. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Uh, Dave lived in Rolla for a little bit of time. Sorry. Uh, and he roomed with three guys who were engineers. Okay. And a couple of the amazing things that they did was they took a vending machine and they made it look like it was a normal vending machine, but they actually stocked it with beer. And they programmed it 
so that people could come by off the street and buy these cans of beer, and they would just upcharge it, and they made money off of it. That's incredible. Yeah. That's absolutely incredible. And they were just like, they would restock it. They'd clear it out. They'd get all the money. Super illegal, obviously. Well, but naturally, They were just yeah. like, yeah, we just got a Coke machine over here. You push a button, you get a fucking Budweiser. <laughs> okay. And people knew about it. They're Brilliant, like, yeah. Oh, get, they'll stop by here. They stop by their front porch, put in the thing, get what they want, and they take off. That's amazing. <laughs> all right. Um, another time, uh, they were um, getting torrential rain pour, just really, really bad, and they were afraid that they were dangerously close to having flooding. So they, they sat down like... They, I think, I think the power went out, and they got a bunch of flashlights, and they just basically drew a diagram. And they're like, "We're going to build trenches. We're going to okay. dig some trenches." And they basically drew all this stuff out. They're like, do, 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 and they went out and they did it, and they stopped their house from flooding. Again, amazing. Socially, a little inept. Well, that, I feel like that's most engineers. <laughs> Nothing against engineers, but I feel like if your mind, yeah, your mind works in a certain way. Yes. And when it works so much in a in one way, mm-hmm. hard for you to really have that other side of the brain there. Yes. So yeah, um, I I I just feel like I don't feel like there's any any uh, anyone that you could put up against an engineer um, as far as uh, majors go. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's another college major that you could put up against an engineer. Who would come out on top? I feel like there's got to be some advantages to, to being pre-med because you know a lot about the body. You know the weak points. You do. So if you, it, it all you depends. Can poison people. Well, I mean, it all depends on how you know. Is this like are we bringing espionage into it now? Because well, not that. I mean, they could they they know enough chemistry and stuff like that to make a poisonous gas, possibly. That's true, but I feel like the engineers could just you know MacGyver something together real quick, and and they've got a gas mask. <laughs> They've got plastic lungs. Ta-da. <laughs> Ta-da. They're, they're cyborgs. They're cyborgs now. <laughs> That's where it goes to. Cyborgs. Yeah, they're in space. Um, I feel like that gives them an advantage. There's definitely a strong advantage for engineers because of what they can build. Right. Well, and also, I think just the way they're, they think outside the box so much. Yeah. I, I feel like with... And they built the box that they think outside of. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like there's definitely some... You know, I'll give you the chemical. Yeah, like for like they they know chemistry, you know the human body. You can you know the weak points. You know they got scalpels. Yeah, they got they <laughs> just got unlimited amount of scalpels and plastic gloves. Um, I don't think I don't think it would be an easy fight, but I still feel like the engineers are just there's something. I just don't. I would never want to go up against an engineer. I feel like for the sake of just sheer amounts of traps. Right, yes. So uh, here's how I'm, I'm laying out they the battleground. They dug the fucking trenches. I imagine they've got like a battlefield of sorts. Okay. I imagine it's grassy or it's got some forests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, 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 they're... You're thinking Gettysburg. They're they're at Gettysburg. Sure, yeah. they're at Gettysburg. And essentially that it's been tasked upon these two different groups. It's like you will have three hours to prepare. Okay. And when you're done, the battle will commence and the side that has eliminated the other wins. So I think in that prep time, uh, the engineers will craft something great they'll craft defenses they will craft traps yep whereas on the medical side i think maybe they'll have a benefit of the weapons i just think purely from the sake of well not even necessarily i feel like the engineers might be able to craft something pretty pretty interesting it all depends on what materials they're like if they if they have materials that are native to their I, even that, I feel like the engineers could just like they could look around and go, "All right, what do we have here? Yeah, what can we what can, what can we, we fashion yeah. into something that's pretty intense? I mean, what if anything would med students have over engineers that they could if they had three hours to prep? I imagine and and access. We'll open it up. They have access to anything. I say that they have the ability to heal each other. 
<laughs> this is all right. So we're TF two now. Yes, it's the engineer versus the medic. Exactly. That's really what we've come down to. Uh, and I think the ability to uh, they can do some uh, uh, battle healing. Okay. Battle, you know, while in the middle midst of battle, they can address wounds and things like that. That would definitely be yeah. They we're can, talking they like can triage long game. Stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think that they could probably stay alive because they know how to you know that's not do those sorts of things. That's not a bad point actually. Um, and I, again, I feel like they're going to know where all the really weak spots are on the human body. If they can get to But they got to be able to get to it. Right. You know, they got to know, like, they, they probably have an idea of what could really damage somebody's body and things like that. Right, right, right. Um, like, for example, the I... med students probably know, too, what, like, how to fashion the art, like, where, what they need to protect the most. And, you know, like, the, the, there's, yeah, the, I would say that they're probably going to be best suited for defense. Agreed. The med students will be. I also think the engineers could just create this stronghold. Yeah. This fort where it's like, good luck, come on in. Are you picturing them working with an erector set? Because <laughs> that's kind of what I'm picturing right I'm now. I'm picturing some just rudimentary like tree spikes. Like they've cre- created these, sure, these stakes yeah. and they've just created this great fortified barrier with a moat. <laughs> and they force them down an area yeah. and they're like, they got to come through the choke point. I mean, the thing is that, that med students and engineers are both problem solvers mm-hmm. they're both going to figure out how because one one has to diagnose and the other i mean i guess engineers kind of do a a, a level of diagnose diagnostics but they they really come up with the solutions to the problems so one is one is figuring out what the issue is and the other is acting on it yeah now given engineers definitely do diagnostics too uh you know doctors and and people in the medical industry obviously do the uh, problem solving or like they mm-hmm. come up with the solutions as well. But if I had to give, you know, the two sides what they're strongest in, I would say it's probably that. Yeah. And I just feel like the engineers are going to come out on top more I, often I, I than not. I just think they're going to be able to craft defenses and they'll probably be able to come up with, I mean, Jesus, they probably build a trebuchet in three hours and be like, just, yep. <laughs> it's a fancy French catapult, more or less. <laughs> you, it's something how's that, how's, that, how's those farts smelling? <laughs> uh, pretty goddamn good, Stan. I changed the accent. Um, pretty goddamn good, Stan. Perfect. There we go. That's southern. Uh, <laughs> totally. So do your southern. Oh, oh, oh. That was vampire. The count? His southern is, is vampire. One. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, ah, ah. So we're giving it to Rala. Rala. I think we're going to give it to the Rala engineers. Rala They're going to beat the Truman State University pre-med students. Sorry, Truman State. Rala for the win! Rala for the win! It's probably the first time I've ever heard that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, that was fun. Yeah. That was enjoyable. Good, good, good stories. Now tell us why we're wrong. Yeah, tell med, tell us why a med student would beat an med, engineer. Med students out there, tell us why you would best an engineer. If you and a group of your 20, 30 best med student buds, I had a hard time getting that out. Um, okay, I'm here for you. We're going up we're against, you know, together. an equal number of engineers. Why do you think you'd win? You know, or if you're an engineer, tell us why you'd really win. Right. You know, what would you be worried? What would you be afraid of? As an engineer. What would why, you craft? Right. Would you craft defenses, offenses? If you were in an area that had some woods and some grass, what do you do? What do you build? Or a really like self-loathing engineer, tell us why a med student would win. Yeah, let us know. Just saying. Let us know why your why your profession failed you. Exactly. <laughs> my wife left me. <laughs> I got my degree in engineering, but it was only so I could kill med students. <laughs> they treat engineering like, you know, Latin. <laughs> I wouldn't got an engineering degree. The fuck am I gonna do with that? 
kill med students? Jesus, there's nothing I can do. Christ almighty. My dad always told me you'd be an engineer, then what? <laughs> One day you're going to run out of med students to fight. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You'll disappoint me if you become an engineer, son. You disappoint the shit out of you me. Dis- not my son. <laughs> not, no son of mine. No son of mine will be an engineer. <laughs> gonna be a fancy ass engineer. God damn it. Go study theater like a real man. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be pretty amazing. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, Justin, do you have anything you want to shout out or promote? Uh, dilly dilly. Oh, boy. Another part of my soul just flew up into the air and the demon Beelzebub chuckles in the bowels of hell. Or come check out Elephant and Castle. Elephant and Castle. North, 185 North Wabash. Uh, you got a whole bunch of fun stuff over here. Uh, happy hours, Monday through Friday, 3P to 6P. One and done Mondays. Tap a keg at 5 p.m. Drink until it's gone. Three bucks a pint. Tin up Tuesdays, 25% off all tins. Wind down Wednesdays. Goose out Thursdays. And Saturdays and Sundays, you're kicking it with $5 Bloody Marys and mimosas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, promoting on my end. I watched uh, King Arthur. I don't remember the subtitle to it. Uh, it was the most recent Guy Ritchie film. It came out like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's surprisingly good. Really? Like, I remember it got like 30-some percent of Rotten Tomatoes. yeah. And I, I watched it. I'm like, no, oh, this is good. Okay. I like a good Arthurian legend story. It was fun. It had a very Guy Ritchie feel to it. Fuck yeah. Uh, Jude Law was fun. I mean, it's not perfect, but I, I was like, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I can Charlie Hunnam, I think yeah. he's very great. Yeah. I liked him a lot. He was really, really good. Really, really fun. Uh, smart ass. You know, a kid who grew up in a brothel, basically, and they're like, hey, you're important. He's like, ah, fuck you. Like, <laughs> more or less. He just has that attitude yeah. about him and super everything. Super stylish, super fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. And really, like, the stylist was good. He had some good music choices in there, which were unique. I don't know. I thought it was fun. I love the effects with Excalibur. Whenever okay. he uses it, like, he goes into some weird bullet time mode and yeah. it looks fucking cool. I mean, it's Guy Rich, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I, I really, really enjoyed it. So I, I, I'll have to give it a shot. I, it's on HBO. Great. You know, that's why I yeah. watched it. Someone told me it was on HBO. I'm like, fuck it. I'm watching it. Oh, speaking of HBO, I'll say Crashing. Nice. I just, I've, oh, I've, with I'm, Pete Holmes? I'm burning through that right now. Yeah, yeah it's a good show. I yeah. like it. It's pretty funny. Bill Burr guest stars, I think, in the latest season. He does. He uh, Episode three, season two, was when he first showed up. Gotcha. He, uh, he might be. Is he, did he come back around? Uh, there's there's one where Pete's staying with him. That's Yeah, that's that one. Yeah, yeah that was pretty That was good. a fucking hysterical episode. That was a great episode. Yeah. I've watched that on the periphery and enjoyed the show as I'm yeah. playing video games. I, I'd like to think that was his actual house they were at, too. I would like to think so. Yeah. For a second, I was like, was that, uh, was it Nina? Yeah, Nina and, and his, like, and his daughter. Was that actually Nina? Yeah. I don't think it was. I think, I think it was. Oh, was it? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. can tell. Um, because she's a, pro- I think she's a producer. Might do some acting too. So yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I would have, I would have to assume. I guess we could check the credits. We, probably we could, could probably do that. Yeah. I also like in the series how each, each player he stays with. He's I, I just realized with Bill Burr he's upgrading. Yeah. Like it went from like Artie's <laughs> shitty a place to Sarah's <laughs> nicer silver, house yeah. and then like a garage and that like he's, he's he keeps getting in these bigger places. Yeah. Which I think is funny. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. It's a fun show. Yeah. Check that shit out. You guys can also check us out. Uh, that's MindGap on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter at MindGapPodcast. And Instagram now. And, ooh, we Instagramming, y'all. I mean, we're not Instagram. We're on we Instagram. We're Instagramming right now. Get on there and chat with us on Instagram because we Instagramming. Click, type, post, see? Just Instagram. We just did it live. We chatting. We live gramming right now. What's happening? I like that. Grammy live. Nope. No? We've lost it. <laughs> Oh. Insta live. No? It's a- <laughs>
Sounds like microwavable life. <laughs> Insta-live? Insta-live. Ah, it sounds like a really bad vitamin. Life in three minutes. <laughs> sounds you like could... a, a bad vitamin. Yeah. It's... <laughs> or maybe it's the adrenaline. You just shoot that into your heart. Oh, I like that. Insta-live. Ah! I'm I'll alive. Be, I'll be selling Insta-live on my Instagram <laughs> and my Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, and... Spotify. Spotify. You can review us. You can subscribe to us and let us know what you think. Share us around. Uh, share us with your grandmothers. Grandmothers. I've been saying this for a long time. Grandmothers love us. So let they her let her do. know that you know there's a podcast she's not listening to and she should be listening to. She should because yeah. we're fucking talking about some stuff. And twoestate.com slash mindgap. Twoestate.com slash the best bar podcast ever is the other podcast dated with Milos every Monday. Also recording on Elephant and Castle because Elephant and Castle rocks my socks. Yeah, so remember guys, when you're in doubt, when you're stuck, when you need to push past that hump in the marketing room, just remember the price to pay to meet the demon Beelzebub, one child. Mind Gap Podcast.